0: He says, I've seen people that they do everything to make sure they bring in Shabbos at the last minute. But when Shabbos comes out, they bring it out the second they can. And really, it shows that they have a lack of a munal. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah, with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This week, Parshas Bereishis, Shabbos and Tifila. The winning combo. Shalom to everyone. So I want to share with you two different ideas which I think complement each other very nicely. The first idea is Shabbos and the second idea is Tefillah. Shabbos, we know, created the world in the first six days and then on the seventh day, what we all say in Kiddush, completed the creation of the world and then. There's a key statement that Raghushbuhu says, which means that Ragdash Buhu blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. And on that I want to touch upon. Because the Chafetz Chaim says something very interesting over here. He says that there's some people that he doesn't understand what a low level of amunna they have, that they don't keep Shabbos to its fullest extent. And he explains himself. He says, I've seen people that they do everything to make sure they bring in Shabbos at the last minute. and But when Shabbos comes out, they bring it out the second they can. And really, it shows that they have a lack of emunah. Why? Or maybe a lack of knowledge of what we're going to share with you right now. The Chafetz Chaim says that we all know that Adam or Gishon also Related to this parsha, got the curse of bzeat apecha tocha that he has to work really hard to earn a living. But that says the chafetz chaim that's only on the six days, but not on Shabbos. Hafuch Shabbos Hakadosh Buhu sanctified and made it kadosh. He mekoyr Hafuch that's where the blessing comes from. Hakadosh Baruch mekadosh the Shabbos. And hence, if you truly believe that, you would want to extend Shabbos as much as you can. Because over there, it's a blackout period for the curse that Hashem gave to all of us since the Chet of Adonai Rishon. And therefore, a person should fakirt, he should do his best to prolong his Shabbos, which, by the way, is also the same period of time that the fire of Gehenem stops and ceases to work, that one of the reasons, it's even brought in the halacha. That one of the reasons that we start, Mayriv slowly, and we say Vehurachu Micha Peravoin more so on Motzei Shabbos as opposed to every other day, is because we're trying to prolong a bit more. So the people that are going through a tough time in Gehenem it'll prolong the the time-out period of the fire of Gehenem. I'll call Panim back to us. So the Chafetz Chaim says, a person that really believes, understands this point, that Shabbos gets nurtured from the blessing of Kadesh Buhu, whereas the six days of the week get nurtured from the Klal of Kadesh Buhu, the curse that he gave Adam Elishon, he'd do everything he can to prolong his Shabbos. And to that point, I want to... Close this first idea of the importance of Shabbos and how much we should connect to Shabbos. And we know Shabbos is the Mekoi That's the source of the blessing. Hakodish blessed it to that extent. And i to share with you a true story that's brought down in a Sefer called Hadeya Ve'adibu It's a Sefer written by Egon Rabzalman Sorotskin Zatal. And he himself, witnessed the following event that happened with uh, was in the Chaim. He was this, there was the, the Rav of uh, the city of Jetel. Over there, there was uh, a certain person that had parents that brought him up in the ways of Hashem. They were God-fearing Jews. And this son, he... He did something similar to what a taxi would do. He picked up people from the train, which I guess in those days was like the airport, and brought them to the city. And that's how he made parnasa. With the times, it seemed like he was really kind of cutting it close to Shabbos, and he used to bring people in right before Shabbos started. And as Shabbos finished, he ran to get to to do more parnasa, to pick people up or bring them back to the train station. And unfortunately, as we all know, as the Etzahara works. Eventually, he actually broke Shabbos. And he was Michal Shabbos, even in Bephahesia, in public. And the rab of the city tried to do the best to try to, to try to make him stop. And he promised he would stop, but he didn't. Meanwhile, his father went through a very difficult time. And he tried also to stop. He, and he didn't actually really try to stop him. So he turned a blind eye, as they said, as they say. And he, his son continued to be Mechal Shabbos. One day, there was a certain event happened in a different city in Vilna, where a lot of the big rabbanim came and had to do a, a certain a certain Kenes that had to do with Chinuch. And it was led by the Chafetz Chaim and the Achiezer. And before they started going on the train to go back each to their own city. Suddenly, the Rav of the city that I mentioned earlier, he looks out the window and he can't believe it. He can't believe it. He sees this the father of the, of the person that's Bechal Shabbos limping and walking towards the train. And he quickly went up to him and he says, Oh, did you are you cured now? You, you left the hospital, everything's okay? The doctors let you leave, and the father father of the person that was Michael Shabbos, the taxi cab driver's father, he says, not really, I haven't recovered, I haven't fully recovered, I'm far from it, but I had to come to this train to drive to Radin, because I had a crazy dream last night. My grandmother came to me in a dream, which passed away already many years ago, and she said, "No doctor is going to cure you. Go get a bracha. Go get a blessing from the chafetz chaim." So, the rav of the city told him, "Listen, you don't have to go far. He's over here in the next uh, in the next seat. Over here, five seats across from me." So this person got very amazed. He's like, "Ah, this is a sign from a kaddishbuchu. The dream is true. The dream is true." He got so excited. And the Chafetz Chaim was in the middle of uh, some tefillah. So quickly, before this father of the taxi tra- taxi driver realized, this Rav went to the husband of the grandchild of the Chafetz Chaim, granddaughter of the ch- Chafetz Chaim, the husband. And he said to her, quickly, tell the Chafetz Chaim, this person is coming to him, and tell him, whisper to him, that... Uh, that actually his son is Michal maybe he can be, persuade him to try to get him to stop. But unfortunately, they didn't get there in time because right when the Chafetz Chaim finished davening, he already, this person approached him, started to talk to him, and he asked him, please, can you give me a bracha? So don't forget, the Chafetz Chaim doesn't know anything. He just knows that this innocent person that looks very sick and is bandaged up is asking for, for a bracha. And all this, don't forget, is being witnessed by, in the safety writes it, of Zamen Srotzkinzatzaf. So he hears the Chafetz Chaim saying the following: as all the train at that point is listening into this conversation, as you can imagine, Chafetz Chaim got a over the time, and the Chafetz Chaim says, "What? You want a blessing for me? You want? He didn't even say you want a blessing for me. He said the following words: Me ten Israel Meir." He said, what, Yisrael Mir, which was, we all know the Chafetz Chaim's name, Yisrael Mir is going to give you a bracha? <laughs> you think my blessing is going to help you? You know who Hashem gave over the blessing to? To the Haligah Shabbos. The Shabbos got blessed from HaKadosh Buchu, and that is the makoil, the origin of all the blessings. So why are you asking a bracha from me? Then the Chafetz Chaim was silent for a moment, and then he went on to say, you know what? Why not? I'll give you a bracha if you'll keep Shabbos according to the law, according to the halacha. Then and you'll get the blessings, the blessing of Shabbos. Then okay. Then also Israel Meir, which is Chavetz Chaim, I'll give you a bracha as well. But if you're not willing to keep Shabbos and you think that it's going to suffice for you to get a bracha from Israel Meir. That can't be. That's impossible. I don't have the strength. I don't have the power. I don't have the Yecholet to do such a thing. After another break, the Chafetz Chaim went on to say, Ah, maybe you'll say that you do keep Shabbos. And therefore, you are deserving of the bracha for me as well. Look carefully what it says in the Torah. The only place, I don't know if it's the only place, I don't know if he said those words, but he says... What does it say by Shabbos? Don't do any melecha, any, any melacha on Shabbos. But it doesn't only say you shouldn't do. It says, "Ata You, your son and your daughter. This warning, this Azorah, It's it wasn't said about putting tefillin on. Oh, be careful to put tefillin on, you and your son, etc. And you don't see it anywhere else. Not in Basar B'chalav, don't eat meat and milk together. It doesn't say you and your son and your daughter. Only in Shabbos it's a, such a, th- a lashing. So you see that we all know this mitzvahs chinuch, of course, to be kids and all the mitzvahs. Mitzvahs and to refrain from mitzvahs lotaseh. But there's obviously this special importance from a certain perspective in Shabbos. And that's what the Chafetz Chaim was trying to give over to him. So therefore he, he continued to say, and maybe you do keep Shabbos, but your son, he jives on Shabbos. How did the Chaim know that? Pele. probably something on that level, just like we know, with etc. and your daughter, she combs her hair in Shabbos, and we know you're not allowed to, because unless it's a, there's a special halacha, if it's a unique brush for Shabbos, very soft, and there's no risk of uprooting a hair, it's okay, but she just combed her hair all the time, no one knows, so he said, I'm sorry, If if you're not taking care of your son and daughter, to ensure they refrained from breaking Shabbos. Gam Yisrael Meir can't give you the bracha. As the Chafetz Chaim finished, the father started bursting in tears and he said, okay, okay, I promise I'll do my best to get them to stop to break Shabbos. And therefore, the Chafetz Chaim went ahead and gave him the bracha. The end of the story, I don't know, but that's the story I do know as it was written in the Sefer. Ad kan Aleph. That's something, the importance of the idea that Shabbos is blessed by HaKadosh and there's extra importance as we see in the Psukim that HaKadosh over here warned also a person, not only himself, but also his son and daughter. Now let's move on to another topic which has a very important fundamental concept of how we should be living life. We move on now to Pasperik Beis Pasukhe. The Pasuk talks about that the trees and any any other thing that was on earth had not yet sprouted. Why? Because HaKadosh Bukhu had not sent rain upon the earth. And therefore there was... Why? Why did HaKadosh Bukhu not send rain yet? Hare, we know, Rashi says, that already on the third day it says, they already sp- brought out trees and stuff. So then she answers that, Lo karka. They only came out of the ground a little bit. And they waited till the sixth day. Because only on the sixth day, HaKadosh Buhu brought rain. Why did HaKadosh Buhu wait till the sixth day if he already brought out all the trees and stuff on the third day? Because there wasn't a person over there, Adam Arishon wasn't created yet. And only Adam Arishon realized that they needed rain. And when Adam re- realized that, and he realized the world was created in a way that it needs rain, then he davened, he palel and then Yardu, and then they sprouted all the, the trees and, and all the asavim, etc., etc. Says on this Pasuk, Rabbi Rucham Zatzal, the Mashkiach of the Heilige Yeshivas Smir, he's in his Sefer, the famous Sefer Das Toilo, he said, you see a modika concept over here. That really, he says it in a very extreme way. I, I'll try to water it down a bit. But in order to really reach your maximum potential, there is a very important fundamental Tnai built into that, and that is that you daven to kodesh to ask your request. We know Esra is built built like that. We have so many requests, but you see this throughout the chumash. You see it in this pasuk. That what Hu, couldn't be rain, couldn't do rain. Why didn't it do rain? No, the rain needed to come only once Adam and Rishon davened for it. That is the spiritual DNA in the world. Not only spiritual, also physical. That's what Rabbi Ucham says. Ben Ruchani, Ben Gashmi. A person needs to daven for something. Whatever he feels he needs to do, he needs to get, he has to daven for it. Even if he's deserving of it, he still needs to daven for it. We saw that in Avon Avinu, he says. We thought, saw that in Sarai, when she didn't have a child, and she davened to Buchu, and it's only through the davening that she received a child. Same Thing we saw by Yitzhak and Rivka that they davened to G-d for a child, Leah, Rachel, like it says by Leah, Kisnuah and also Rachel when she davened to have a kid, then it says Vegam Shama Hashem listen to me, and based on him listening to me, screaming to him, and davening to him, Hashem buchu gave me a child as well. Now these are. We're talking about G'doy oilam the Avois, the Imois. What, they didn't have any, enough merits, enough schuyus to be getting the Yeshua, and yet you still see that they needed Tadavan to, to be able to get it. We see the same thing when the Kaddish Bukhu redeemed and took them out of Mitzrayim. Ah, uh, there was already a promise made. There was already a promise made. that Kaddish Bukhu will take him out of Mitzrayim. Still, it's... Evident in the psukim that it says Shemis and also uh, only after Hakadosh Baruch heard them screaming, only then he took them out. It sounds like it was totally dependent on that—that that they davened and screamed Hakadosh Baruch That was the turning point when we screamed out Hakadosh Baruch It seems like that's how Hakadosh Baruch created the world—that when it is imperative that you daven Hakadosh Baruch for your, what you really want. Uh, some people get things without doubting for them. That's because that's the initial stage that they, they need. Once they have those things, but the true things they really, really want, after the things they got automatically, they need to ask for those. That's just the initial default. And he explains that that's the secret weapon of Tfila. It literally cracks an opening in the Rekim. It's bokea the and through that, it brings presence down to a person. A person should always concentrate on tefillah. And that, with that he explains the Gemara and Brachos, Daf Lamed Beis. Lamed Beis. Amar Rav El-Ozor. Rav says, G'doy tefillah yo'isam ma'asim toivim. You should know davening tefillah ta'kudushpuchu with your heart is bigger than all the ma'asim toivim a person can do. Why? Because you don't have a bigger person... That had meisim toivim that did good deeds from Moshe Rabbeinu. She'en lecha gadol b'maisim toivim Moshe Rabbeinu alav Shalom. And even though there wasn't a person bigger than Moshe Rabbeinu, Afal Pichen, the only way he was answered for his request was via davening Takkodesh Puru, via tefillah. Afal Pichen lo nena'ila b'tefillah. How do we know this? Shneimar dvarim gimel. Al Tosef davar elai. Don't don't ask me anything more. Because if he would continue to, to ask more, his tefillah would be so strong, Kaddish Bukhu would have to let him enter Eretz Yisrael, because he sinned on his level, of course. And therefore, R. Kaddish Bukhu said, you're not going to enter Eretz Yisrael. But the Gemara does say, and right after that, Hashem said, "It's in the merit of your davening, I'm going to allow you at least to see Eretz Yisrael. And, and then it says straight after, and the next psukim say, go up to the mountain, so that you can at least see Eretz Yisrael. So basically, to summarize what we're trying to bring home, is also the importance of Shabbos due to the fact that G-d Buhu made it Makoy and was Mekadish the Shabbos. We should appreciate that and realize that how special and what a we have to keep Shabbos and we. We should actually try to keep Shabbos as much as we can, even though it's not always so easy, but we should realize that is what's giving us, that gufa is what's giving us the bracha, And so too, any shefa we have is really totally dependent on our tefilah ta'kodesh buchu. Sometimes just waiting up there, but if we don't daven for it, if we're not mispal for it, we're not going to get it. It's chaval. Just want to end off with, to tell you, many times I went to and I asked him what should I do in this case I feel like I need to do something what should I do, what should I do and I think 90% of the times he answered me it's all about tefillah, you need to dab and, you need to dab. and he said that to me and he said it in letters he wrote back to my wife when she asked him certain questions we'll be able to grow in these two aspects take with us all the we got now from the, from all the Oshanayim, Kipro, Sukkas and try to maybe concentrate a bit more on these two important ideas of Shabbos and Fila which I think complement each other. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website prismoftorah.com where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.